0: Good morning, everyone. Oh, that's the warmest welcome ever. That was sarcasm. Please try again. Good morning, everyone. Morning. Cool. How are we today? Um, okay, cool. Very good. So, as you know, the theme for these couple months past has have been what? Seed time and harvest, right? So firstly, uh, Pastor Chris already prayed, but I'm going to pray again. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Just real quickly, Lord, in Jesus' name, I lift up everyone here and everyone uh, on the live stream. Thank you, God, that their hearts are open to receive your word and their minds are open to understand the scriptures. Holy Spirit, teach. And just do your thing, Lord. We just um, give you full authority over our hearts and minds today. In Jesus' name. Amen. So first, I'm going to move pretty quickly um, because I I want to finish on time. Um, but, look, my, I timed on message and it's about 40 minutes long, so I'm going to go over 12 if that's, if that's cool, right? Um, so, firstly, big thank you to our leaders, Pastor Chris, Pastor Rod, Pastor Paul, um, Pastor Larry, for um, giving me this opportunity to preach the Word of God. It's just an honor and privilege to serve alongside of you. It's awesome. So, uh, let's go to Genesis 8.22. We should know this by now. I'm going to move forward a little bit because I don't want to trip over. Genesis eight twenty two. All right, everyone, one, two, three. While the earth remains, amen. So, I just wanted to ask very quickly: um, Has anyone else thought that twenty twenty has been like the weirdest year in the best way possible? Yeah, I know for me this was definitely the hardest year financially. Uh, time and time again I've had to I've had to rely on God, you know, and my dad would always rebuke me like, Are you you're a leader? Like why are you in so much doubt? Stuff like that. I'm so thankful for my dad. Anyway, today I'm gonna to be talking about sowing time with God and reaping a harvest. The title's long, it's not punchy, but it gets the job done, okay? So if you're writing notes down Sowing time with God and reaping harvest. Okay, so why am I talking about this? Because I believe that our finances should always point to God and always give God glory. Amen. Look, if the end goal for us is to, to just prosper, then we miss the point. Prosperity is not the priority. It's never the priority. Jesus should always be the priority. Amen? Come on, church. Wake up. Come on. Whoa. <laughs> Praise God. Wake up. Jesus is and always should be the priority in anything in everything that you do, finances, whatever. Jesus should be the priority. Am I against prosperity? No. I want to prosper. I'm saying if you're looking to prosperity to, to, to get fulfillment, you got it all wrong, mate. You got it all wrong. Jesus is the only one that can fulfill you. Okay, does Jesus say, seek first a good job, get financially stable, um, seek first a nice car, seek first a nice house? What does he say? Seek first... Awesome. So we know the verse, right? We know the verse. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things, these things. These things will be added to you. Okay. Anyway, let's go to our first scripture, Hebrews eleven six. Let's turn there. Um, what you reap will sow. Amen. You know what's funny, church? I um, I think it was last was last no two weeks ago Pastor Rod preached, and the day before, and who knows who remembers how long it went? Yeah. The day before that. I was like, oh, I kind of miss when worship went for ages, and uh, we just kept getting fed the word. And then Sunday came, and we finished at one thirty. and bro, I was not ready, hey. I was like, I was, I was, <laughs> I thought, I, it was just a thought, I never prayed anything, I never prayed anything, but God saw my heart and wanted to test it, amen, he tested me, praise God. So, that just goes to show that your thoughts can even be seeds, that you can sow, And God hears that, amen? So Hebrews 11.6, yeah. And without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who seek Him. Can we get that in the New King James Version, please? The ESV, um, so it doesn't really bring it out nicely. Cool. Last part, He is a rewarder of those who diligently... Everyone say, diligently. Praise God. So the word diligently seek in the Greek is ekzeteo. If you're writing notes, it's spelled E-K-Z-E-T-E-O. So this means to seek out or search for, to investigate or scrutinize, to seek out for oneself to beg, to crave, to demand back or require. Can we see the sort of imagery going on here? To seek out, to search for, to investigate, to screw let's put it this way. Um Tita Lynn has a wallet that has some sentimental value and it's just irreplaceable. And she knows it's in their house but she can't find it, so she tells us all to come and the reward is a billion dollars. A billion. One billy, okay? You best believe you're going to search the Catalans, turning everything over to see if the, the wallets there. You're opening up cupboards, you're removing everything. You're just diligently seeking for that wallet. Can we see the imagery, church? In the same way, we're supposed to diligently seek God. Let me put this another way. When you start liking somebody, everybody say, ooh. When you start liking somebody, what do you do? You diligently seek them right? You diligently seek them, you find out what they like, you find out what they don't like. You find out their favorite song, their favorite band, their favorite food, their favorite drink. You find out everything about them because you're so in love with them and you want to diligently seek them, pursue them. In the same way we're supposed to be diligently seeking God. We're supposed to find out what He likes, what He doesn't like, how he wants to be worshipped, how, how He wants us to pray, the things He wants to bring to hear. Amen. Are we getting this church? Are you a diligent diligent seeker? Are we all diligently seeking God here? Raise your hand. Let me see a show of hands. Awesome. Praise God. This is such a powerful phrase, to diligently seek Him. And what happens when we diligently seek Him? He rewards us. He rewards us. You want prosperity? Get right with God first. Get right with God first. Forget about prosperity for a moment, okay? Jesus says, you can gain the whole world, but if you forfeit your soul, it's nothing. Get right with God. God is the priority. Jesus is the priority. Amen? Praise God. Okay. So, thank you, Jesus. Can we see what the Scriptures are saying? I had this question. Um, Pastor Paul came down, and he, he was talking about the same thing, diligently seeking. And I was like, Pastor Paul, how do I diligently seek someone who's with me 24-7? Good question. Good question. Pastor, Gr- Pastor Chris brings it out. She answers, answers it to me on the prayer meeting after. She said, so Pastor Chris, Pastor Larry start dating. She's diligently seeking. They're seeking each other, right? They, they get into a relationship. Mostly Pastor Larry, according to Pastor Chris. Mostly, Pastor Larry is doing the diligent seeking, Amen. And then they, and then he proposes, and then they, and then they get engaged, uh, engaged, and then they get married. Does the pursuit finish when they get married? No, no. Now he has even more of an opportunity to to seek her because he's with her every single day. Praise God. So the same thing, church with Jesus, Holy Spirit lives inside of you. Jesus Christ, the hope of glory inside of you. God the Father inside of you. Amen. Am I moving too quickly? No? Okay. Praise God. I'm going to move quickly so you guys got to catch up. Because if I talk too slowly, everyone just starts, everyone just does that. Okay? Everyone does that. Okay. The natural byproduct of seeking God is reward. You ain't even have to worry about it anymore. All you got to do is just seek God. Seek God and all this stuff will be added unto you. That's it. We make it so complicated, church. We make it so complicated. Oh, you got to do this first. You got to do that first. Then you got to do this, and then you can get blessed. No, just seek God, seek Him. If your relationship ain't right with God, we're gonna fix that tonight or today. Amen. I mean, if you're, we have the worship night tonight as well, so we're gonna fix it then too. Praise God. Matthew six six. Let's turn there. How are we, church? Are you awake yet? Good. Okay. Matthew 6.6. Where are you? But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door. Pray to your Father who is in secret. And what? Come on. And your Father will what? Will what? Will what? Reward you. Can we see this, church? Is it? It's plain as day. I brought another scripture for you so you can get convinced. You know, I've heard this argument before. You, you, you guys give too many scriptures. I can't, I can't remember it all. Listen, when Jesus was resurrected and the disciples were on the road to Emmaus, Scripture says that he brought out scriptures starting from Moses and all the prophets. He literally told them everything about himself from Moses and the prophets. Do you know how big? Let's, let's look at that real quickly, mate. Yeah? Bang. That's Moses and the prophets. Yeah? So I don't, I don't need to... I, there's no church rules. Everyone just thinks, oh, you know, he got, he's got, you should only have one scripture so we can remember it. No! Oh, mate, you'd hate walking with Jesus if that was you on the road to Emmaus. He went through the whole Old Testament. Maybe I'll chuck a Jesus today, go through the whole Old Testament, eh? Amen? Praise God. But I'm not. It's all right. Don't worry about it. Church, prioritize your intimate relationship with God the Father first. All these things are going to get added to you Anyway. Anyway, praise God. Let's quickly go to um, Matthew twenty-five, thirty-one to 46. No one goes into a relationship by accident. It's always intentional, right? No one gets married and be like, oh, whoops, <laughs> wrong one. <laughs> that was an accident. No one does that. It's intentional. In the same way, be intentional with God and it's so easy now. It's so easy because we have Holy Spirit. The veil was torn when Jesus was crucified. The veil ripped in two. We have open access to the Father now. All you got to do is hey God. That's literally how I start my journal entries. Hey God smiley face. And I get I go on I go on with I go on with what I have to say. I write God and then God speaks to me. I write down what he says. He gives me scriptures. I don't know about you, but journaling has really blessed me. I encourage you to do so. The whole book of Psalms is a journal. Amen? Anyway. Woo! I got time. uh, Matthew 25, 31 and 46. Okay, I'll just read this for you. When the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the angels with Him, then He will sit on His glorious throne. Before Him will be gathered all the nations, and He will separate people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me, naked and you did not clothe me sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison, and did not minister to you? Then you will answer them, saying, Truly, I say to you, as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me, and these will go away into eternal punishment but the righteous into eternal life. Very, very big, heavy scripture, but it's needed. Amen? So can we see... So my, my message title is Sowing to, to God and Reaping Harvest. Can we see the different ways we can sow to Jesus? Right here? What are, what are some examples? Let's see if you're listening. I'm going to call someone out. No, I'm just kidding. Feeding the hungry. We got one. Visiting the sick. Clothing the naked. Giving drink, welcoming strangers. Amen. So all these different types of ministry. Yeah? When we do these things, church. This is actually the the best way, one of the best ways, the one of the ways to minister to Jesus. When you do these for the needy people, you're ministering to Jesus. You're sowing. You're sowing time. You're sowing your finances. You're sowing your materials. You're sowing all these different things for people. You can sow a, a cup of Coke to somebody. Be refreshed, right? It's, it was super hot. There's tradies out. Here's a Gatorade. God bless you. You know what I mean? It's, it's so easy to bless somebody. And you know what? Scripture actually says in Hebrews that some of these people out there are actually angels. He's, so he's like, be careful how you treat strangers because you might be entertaining angels unaware. Amen? Imagine that. Praise God. So don't fool yourself. When you ignore these type of people, you're actually ignoring who? You're ignoring God. No one wants to hear that at church, do they? When you ignore these needy people, you ignore Jesus. Praise God. So, what's amazing is when you minister to Jesus, right, we get blessed. What happens? We get eternal life. The righteous will inherit eternal life. We inherit the kingdom that was prepared for us before the foundation of the world, is what Jesus says, right at the start of the scripture. Amen? Come. You, uh, come, you who are blessed by my Father, come inherit the kingdom of God, kingdom of God, uh, which was prepared for you before the foundation of the earth. Amen? Let's look at... Another example of sowing time. Luke 10, 29 to 36. These are little um these little things of miracle workers, mate. You know, just easy. 29 to 36. Luke 10, 29 to 36. But he, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied. Do likewise. Let's talk about the different characters here. The priest. So priests in this time, um, they're in charge of like priestly stuff, uh, (laughs) sacrifices, atoning sins for uh, the people, the Jews, and stuff like that. Probably on the way to the temple. That's why he saw him on the side of the road. Maybe I don't know. It's just it's just a parable. Okay. So let's picture this, Pastor Chris. Imagine this. You're beaten, half dead. Left for dead on the side of the road, and you hear someone praying super loudly. You look over; it's Pastor Chris. You guys lock you guys lock eyes, and Pastor Chris goes, "How would you feel? Who you know, Oh, maybe she's busy. You know, she might be. She is the pastor of Harvest Now Church. She's got a lot of lot of sheep in her flock." She could be going home to prepare a message for Sunday. You just don't know. And you're still half dead on the side of the road. And then a Levite comes. So uh, a Levite is a descendant of the tribe of Levi. They taught the law of God, served as judges, enhanced the worship at the temple in music, and guarded the treasures and money associated with the temple. For lack of a better term, I'm going to say worship leader. So picture this. You're beaten up. Left, left for dead, half for dead on the side of the road, right? And you hear, you hear this sweet voice. Revival's in the air. You hear a guitar. Catch it if you can. It's Cheyenne. It's moving on the wind. The dawn is breaking. And then you look, you look, you look eyes at Cheyenne. Chain's playing her guitar, and she goes. And then she, you're right there, and she goes. Oh, revival's in the air. How's that gonna make you feel? You're left there for dead. And a worship leader, a priest, walks right past you. (laughs) I wouldn't feel good. I'd get pretty offended, to be honest. My head pastor just walked past me, left me for dead. One of my closest friends and leader, Cheyenne, left me for dead. I'd be pretty hurt. Then some random person comes by. It could be one of the little Sunday school kids, Right? Little uh, little Darren comes past. Little Darren comes past. He's like, "Oh no, are you okay? Let me help you." Are we getting this, Church? Church, everyone has a schedule. Every single person here has a schedule. I have a schedule. You have a schedule. This priest had a schedule. This Levite, this worship leader had a schedule. This Samaritan guy had a schedule. The difference is the Samaritan actually had compassion on him. He took time to love this dude who was beaten, left for dead. He actually took the time. I, had a, I have a schedule. I got stuff to do after this. Everyone has a schedule. People got to wash clothes. They got children to take care of. They got to clean the house. And then someone says, hey, sorry not to bother you or anything. I just need money. I need a place to stay tonight. Do you have any spare change? Ah, nah. don't need ya. Don't worry about it. Later, Bolt. Right? Christian, huh? Christ-like. I have a testimony to this. So um, a few few weeks ago was me and Christine's five-year anniversary. I'm, fi- I'm trying to find a gift for her. I go to the shops, yeah? And I go into a bookstore. I'm looking for something. I asked the, the clerk there, hey, do you have this this book available? She's like, nah. I'm like, sweet. So I go out, and I'm about to go this way. I'm like, "I'll oh, I'll go to this store, and then maybe we'll, we'll have a look over there with all the different clothes and stuff. And then I just get a nudge, a little pull to go to the escalator there. I'm like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll go to General Pants upstairs first. And that was the closest shop. I wasn't thinking about that one. So I went there. Here comes a guy, super young, approaches me and says, hey, bro. I'm so sorry, I don't mean to bother you or anything, but I'm just trying to find some money. I need a place to stay tonight. Instinctively, what I've done in the past is to just bless him with food. I was like, oh dude, that's all good. Uh, let, me, let me buy you let me buy you food today. He's like, oh no, it's all good, bro. Um, I just, uh, I, I don't really want food. I just want to know that I can lay in a bed tonight. I'm like, okay, let me make a few calls. Let me make a call to somebody to see if we can make, um, make some reservations for you. I call this homelessness um, organization, and they don't pick up. Perfect, right? Perfect. So good. And then um, he's like, "I was like, okay, you know what? Let me just, let me just give you some, some money. Because I got the scripture: don't withhold from the one that begs from you. That's Jesus, right? Don't withhold from the one who begs from you. This guy was begging for, for money. It's like, okay." All right, God, you got my attention. All right, so we go to the ATM. I'm like, hey, bro, just go sit over there in the food court. I'll come. I'll come find you. I'll get your money. I'm like, oh, okay. So th- he wanted eighty dollars, yeah. I will be mad specific. I'm first of all, I'm not gonna get. I I don't want any of the glory or glory to Jesus. Okay, don't even look to me for glory. <laughs> yeah. Give everything to God. And I get I get twenty dollars. I'm like, okay, cool. Praise God. Here you go, bro. And I could tell he just wanted someone to talk to. So I sat down with him. I'm taking time. Sooner or later, we start talking about God. Coincidence, right? We start talking about God, and at that very moment, I lead, I lead him to Jesus. I lead him to Jesus, and he's starting to tear up. He's like, "Bro, thank you so much. Uh, do you do you have any more, man? Please." Like I just, uh, uh, he's like, Swe- "I swear to God and stuff like that." I'm like, "Okay, cool. Like, don't, yeah, sure, <laughs> sure, but like, you don't need to do that." And I'm like, and then. The Lord says to me, paid in full. I'm like, I was going to buy Christine stuff, man. I was going to buy Christine stuff. Yeah, I was going to, I wanted, I had money for Christine's present. And then, God, you're telling me all this stuff playing through my head. I pause. I wait for a little, little, little pull. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. I, I look at him. I'm like, give, give me one second, dude. I go to back to the ATM, withdraw the rest of the money. I hand it to him. He's bawling his eyes out. He goes, bro, I feel like I'm looking at God right now. And then at that moment, at that moment, it was like that. I remembered the moment when Reinhard Bonnke went into a music store and he was looking to buy a piano. And the the clerk is like, I can see Jesus in your eyes. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is my Reinhard Bonnke moment. This is amazing, right? I was like, bro, (laughs) I was like, dude, Jesus loves you so much, man. This is exactly what he did for you. He loves you so much, bro. He's like, oh, man, he's crying. He's crying, bro. I'm like, man, it's like, he's, he goes, it's 3 o'clock, man. I, I don't want to hold you up or anything. I, like, you can you can jet if you want. I'm like, bro, it's all good. I got all the time in the world. It's fine. He's like, oh, okay. So we keep talking. He's like, oh, I um, have a bus to catch, man. I'll catch you later. I'm like, oh, no, I'll walk with you. So we're walking. We're still talking about Jesus, right? We give him a hug. God bless you, bro. Give him my number. Done. That's it. Haven't seen him since. But Jesus saw that, right? Praise God. So, <clears throat> sorry. I gave him the money, and I had—I know—I was worried. I started getting worried about not having enough, and then I was like, no. Nah. God, you will supply all my needs according to your riches in glory in Christ Jesus. You will make all—you are able to make all grace abound to me, so that having, so that I can have all sufficiency in all things at all times. I may abound in every good work. I'm reciting these scriptures because my flesh is like, ah, you don't have money, for Christine, right? And my spirit is like, it's all good. And then I'm like, okay, it's all good. I'm fine. And I had enough money. We had enough money. It's fine. Praise God. Okay, so what you sow into people, what happens? You sow to Jesus. And what happens after? You reap a reward. Amen. Church, God will honor your seed as long as you do it in the right heart. If you're just giving so you can prosper, you got it wrong, mate. Completely wrong. Church, oh, Pastor Chris, I put put, uh, $100 in the tithes and offering, $100 in the building fund, $100 in the youth mission offering. I expect a hundredfold return, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Terrible attitude. Wrong heart, exactly, wrong heart. Completely wrong heart. Be compelled by love to give. Compelled by love. Be compelled by compassion. Jesus was driven by compassion for the four, the crowd of 4,000 or something, right? And what happened? He, get, he looked to heaven, said a prayer and thanksgiving, gave it to the disciples. The disciples distributed the, the bread and the fish. Bang. Miracle. Everything just multiplied because Jesus had compassion. Amen? Amen. I have another testimony. I'm full of testimonies today. So, Christine and I, um, we've been, there's a lot about Christine today. <laughs> Christine and I have been saving up for a car since like this time last year. Um, and we got, we, we started getting money and stuff Uh, Centrelink happened, blah, blah, blah. COVID happened. I'm getting all this money. I get a new job, Uh, we're we're making some um, fair dollars. Then we are looking through cars and stuff. We find this one and it's about 2K over our budget. And we're on the way there to to look at the car. And Christine says to me, why are we gonna go look at it if it's over our budget? And I said, "Um, like, there's no, there's no harm in looking. We'll just go have a look and see what happens. (laughs) I don't know. <laughs> and then we go there and then we're like oh it's cute stuff like that right nice car um, I, I tell him straight up I'm like I'm like look man I don't exactly have 75 because I didn't <laughs> I didn't have 75 five uh, how much are you looking to let it go for he goes well how much you got I was like oh you ain't gonna trap me boy I'm gonna trap you now I was like <laughs> I was like um, well how much are you looking to let it go for He's like six? I'm like, okay. Gives us the keys, we go test drive, we come back. And I tell him, Look, man, six is um six is comfortable, but I'd be more comfortable with five five. He's like, five five, you take it today. Bang. Done deal. Christine says, Five or nothing. And then we have a laugh. <laughs> right? <laughs> it was just a joke, it was just a joke. She was she was joking, we all it was just a little bit of banter. Okay, so we we get the car. Uh, We couldn't pick it up then, so I'm like, "Uh, I can't pick it up today, can I come back on Saturday? We go back on Saturday. I pick up the car, I drop it off at her house, stuff like that. And then I get to work, I get to her work because I'm picking her up, and uh, we're talking, and turns out one of our friends wanted the exact same car and was praying for it as well, to detail. To detail. And uh, we're bummed out. We're super bummed out. Me and Christine, we're bummed out. Our first car. What? How can this happen? How is God going to let us um, buy this car, knowing full well that our friend is paying up, uh, praying for it to detail? Why would God let us let us buy the car? He should have just raised the price, right? Okay, so we're we're bummed. We're super sad. We're trying to figure out all these different things. We're we're trying to reason within ourselves why God must have done it. Reason number one we came up with, maybe God is trying to teach our friend a lesson about sharing. Number two, maybe God's teaching us a lesson about sharing. Number three, oh, church, let me tell you, number three, Christine said this to me. So we're heavy, we're super heavy right now. Christine says this to me. What if, what if God got us to get it for safekeeping for them? Bang, heaviness lifted, we felt heat, in our chest. Holy Spirit finally got through our thick skull. Holy Spirit finally got there. And we're like, we got to tell our friend. We got to tell him. We got to tell him. We got to tell him. So we tell him as soon as we could. And you know what happened? She, they didn't believe it. They didn't be- I was like, what do you mean you don't believe it? We have confirmation, bro. This is confirmation. So we're like, okay, we'll give you a couple weeks to decide, knowing full well that uh, register transfer is due. I call one of our leaders because I'm freaking out. Cause I'm like, my flesh is like, oh, you guys, you guys saved up for the car, not them. Why should they get the car? And I'm listening, I'm like, you got a good point, Flesh. Right? <laughs> and all this different stuff. And I call I call one of our leaders. I'm like, I don't know what to do. He says to me, Pray for confirmation first before you give it, because you don't want to be giving out of emotion. I'm like, okay, cool. Easy does it. I'm praying every single day for like a for like seven days. And then I'm like, God, thank you for, uh, for confirmation about giving this car away. Um, a word through the leaders or preachers up here on Sunday is preferred. <laughs> thank you, God. Right? I'm, I'm having a little fun with God because that's a relationship. So I'm praying that every single day. Thank you, Lord, for confirmation through one of our leaders at church. The Sunday comes before, before Reggio expires the week before, one of the last things Pastor Chris said, she said this, maybe you don't have a car because you haven't sown one yet, bang, bang, I felt it right here, felt it right here, it was like, bah, there you go, there's your confirmation, right, I'm like, oh, okay, I get it, Lord, thank you, Holy Spirit, for confirming that, service finishes, I turn to Christine, I'm like, we got to give the car away, hey, she's like, yep. Oh, dang it, <laughs> dang it, <laughs> right, and then we're, we're prepared to give the car away, I'm prepared to give it for free, I'm prepared to give it for free, uh, we give it away, and we, they, they gave us money in return for the car, so now we don't have to worry about saving up again, praise God, so we're one step closer to getting another car, a week, a week, um, a week or two, how long was it, I think it was a week or two passes, Christine sees his car, and she's like, oh, this is cute. I'm like, okay, let's go check it out. It's close to home-ish, 20-minute drive. This time we got, we, got, we got Christine, we got Chan, we got Tita Lynn, we got Tita Ted coming. I'm like, we got the full squad. Woo! The whole family. And we go there. I, I, I'll be honest, I don't know much about cars. I look at the engine and I'm like, yep, that's the engine. Very good. Okay? <laughs> so, so Tita Ted, praise God, he comes along. Comes along, he looks at the car. We test drive it. He floors it, mate. <laughs> go on skis, right? And then we we go back to his house, the guy's house. I'm like to the the sales guy, I'm like, uh, could we just discuss real quick? like, yeah, all good. Goes away for a bit. The the family <laughs> is is discussing. I'm like, what do you think, Tita Ted? Tita Ted says it's a good car, but not for that price. I'm like, okay. So I I try bargaining again because like, oh, you know, I'm a roll. I got a thousand off last time. Let's do it again. I go, I go there. I get 500 off. Get 500 off. God, dang it, didn't work that well this time. Okay, and I tell, I tell uh, Tita Lynn and Tita Ted. Tita Lynn's eyes start sparkling, bro. Sparkling. She's like, oh, this is my moment. This is my moment. <laughs> this is my moment. She's like, she says to me, if this is Christine's car, God will give us a good price. I was like, Amen. Okay, go. Go. I'll just wait here, um, and then she goes there. We go together actually. She goes. She sa- she does a thing. She manages. To- she manages to get it down like a thousand dollars, a thousand dollars off, mate. Completely. So if you guys are looking for a house, if you guys are looking for a car, bring it to-, to Lin with you. <laughs> she'll get. She'll get the price down real nice. Amen. We bought the car that day. We took it down to Wollongong for our five years. She drives like a dream. Praise God. Amen? That's what happens. Yeah? Sowing and reaping. Isn't it, isn't it like a mad coincidence that this happened in the very months where we're talking about sea time and harvest? It's a big coincidence, right? No, it's not. We have a big God. And God's testing our hearts. It's, it's scary. It's really scary. And you don't want... I didn't want to give the car away. I'm like, oh, I don't want to do it. Oh, I don't want to do it. And God is like, God gave me some scriptures. Are you ready for this? Acts 4.35. Oh, a bit parched, eh? You know what, church? You know it's a good car if Tita Ted drives it everywhere. <laughs> He's driven it more than we have. <laughs> Praise God. Acts 4.35. Okay. Is this the right verse? 32, sorry, a couple of verses back. That's also a good verse, but it's not the one I'm looking for. Okay, now the full number of those, are we awake, church? We good? Now the full number of those who believed were of one heart and one soul, and no one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his own, but they had everything in common. No one said that any any of the things that belonged to them was his own. This wasn't our car. <laughs> it wasn't our car. Amen? Let's go to another one. 1 Chronicles 29.14. Let's go in the NLT, please. First Chronicles 29. I'm going to finish up real nice. Don't worry, church. Everyone's getting, like, sweaty. you got to relax, bro. <laughs> i got to hang the clothes when I'm at home. Why is he taking so long? <laughs> right? This is David talking. This is David talking. David, are we good? Hey, focus boys. Come on, yeah? But who am I? This is David. But who am I and who are my people that we could give anything to you, to God? Everything we have has come from you and we give you only what you first gave us. David understood something here that a lot of Christians don't including myself sometimes, In, with that car, with the car. I saw it as my own, our own. We got given that car from God. God will use you to bless someone, to be an answer to someone's prayer, to have something for safekeeping like he did for us. Now our friend has an awesome car. Now we have an awesome car too. But the radio doesn't work. So if you want to sew something... If you want to sow something, be generous and reap another uh, radio. You can sow unto us. Praise God. Anyway, <laughs> we're just praying tongues all day. It's all right. So what do we? So what do we actually own that isn't that doesn't belong to God? What is? What do we have that isn't God's? Everything is God's. I pray God just reveals this to you. Even the phone in your pocket, the the money in your bank account. Even if you worked for it. God gave you grace to have that job in the first place and gave you those shifts anyway. You could be fired two weeks back, brah, right? (laughs) Two weeks back, you could be fired. Gornskys, laters. But he gave you grace and he's like, nah, stay here for a bit and then I'll move you after. Maybe, I don't know. We'll see see what happens. God enriched us in finance. So we, God, (sighs) he says, you'll be rich in every way to be generous in every way. You are enriched in every way, to be generous in every way. God enriches us with finance, so we can we can be generous with finance. God blessed us with a car, so we can be generous with a car. God blessed us with food, so we can be generous with food. And all these things just tie in together, because whenever, we read scriptures earlier that when we minister to the needy, Who are we ministering to, church? Jesus. We're ministering to Jesus whenever we minister to the needy. Amen? All this stuff. So our friend, me and Christine, we're ministering to Jesus, and Jesus like, whoo, here's a car. We diligently sought after God, and He rewarded us with another car. Ain't got to worry about a thing. Amen? So God will use you to... Bless somebody to be an answer to to your to someone's prayer. It's like we don't have to go there. This is my last scripture, and it will close up. Acts nine ten, for future reference. If you want to write that down, Acts nine ten. So Saul, Paul is still called Saul in this the, the context of this scripture because um, he's not he's not um, he hasn't had that encounter with Jesus yet. And then um, Saul's on his way to get some documents so he can persecute Christians more. Then he, and then Jesus shows up, bang, knocks him off his donkey. Um, and then he's like, who are you, Lord? And then Jesus says, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. He goes blind. Paul goes blind. There's scales in his eyes now. He can't see. So after that encounter, they had to lead him by the hand. After this, Jesus appears to another person, Ananias, a disciple at Damascus named Ananias. He appears to Ananias and says, Go to a street called Straight, and there you will find a man of Tarsus named Saul. And then Ananias is like, What, Saul? Ain't that the guy killing Christians? Ain't that the guy? God, you, you got the right address, yeah? Are you sure you want me to go to Saul? Persecutor of Christians? Are you sure? And then Jesus says, Boy, did I start it! No, I'm just kidding. He doesn't say that. He doesn't say that. He says, Go to him, for he's a chosen instrument of mine, and I'll show him how much he has to suffer for the kingdom. Ananias eventually says yes, says yes to the to the call of God, goes to the street called Straight. Turns out Paul, like he the the veils fall off his eyes, and turns out he wrote more than half of the New Testament, and that was because of Ananias's faithfulness. If it weren't for Ananias, if it weren't for the middle man. If it we went for Ananias, we wouldn't have the... Imagine Ananias said no. No, nah, God, I'm full scared. He's, he, he might beat me up, right? But he said yes. He said yes, like how mean uh, Christine and I had to d- give away the car. We said yes, and we got blessed. Amen? So in the same way, just say yes to the call of God on your life. Amen? Don't be, don't be scared. So some key takeaway points from this church uh, from this church service message... Number one, you want to write this down. Main point, the natural byproduct of diligently seeking God is reward. That's number one. The natural byproduct of diligently seeking God is reward. Number two, do we have the first da- first one down, church? I'm going to go anyway. You can, you can hear it back anyway. We've got it on live stream. Number two, when you minister to the needy, you minister to Jesus. When you minister to the needy, you minister to Jesus. Number three, God will use you to be the answer to someone's prayer. Number three, God will use you to be the answer to someone's prayer. Now, if in your heart you want to diligently seek Him, but you just don't know how to start, a good way to start is to make Him your Lord and Savior. If you're, if he's already your Lord and Savior, you're in that relationship already. But you just want to get right with God. For example, we had um, brother Jamie and sister Lilybeth renew their vows, right? So in the same way, we can re- renew our vows with Jesus. Easy. You ain't got. You don't need a whole, I mean, you can if you want. That's really cool. You don't need. You don't need all this fancy stuff. You just say. You just have to say a prayer. That's all it takes. And you just have to have faith. It's so easy, church. It's so easy. So remember the example of diligently seeking someone you like. Diligently seeking for that wallet so you can get a billion dollars, right? Can we see? We I want that to play in your head so much you don't even get scared about, about all these other things in the world. Amen? So let's stand. <clears throat> so the, a good place to start to start diligently seeking God, is to make Him your Lord and Savior. So if you want to get right with God today, if you want to start the journey of seeking Him, pray this prayer. Let's actually, everyone on the live stream and everyone in this hall right now, let's pray this with me, repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I denounce my sins. I receive your forgiveness in Jesus' name. I am yours, you are mine, I am saved, I'm a child of God, in Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. So if you guys just prayed that prayer for the first time, congratulations, welcome to the family of God. Amen, amen. I believe there's people, I believe there's people on the live stream who said it as well. Church, I want to tell you another testimony, real quickly, It's it, it won't be long. TikTok, we have a TikTok page for our church, people are do-waiting it. People are taking it and making it, um, putting their video next to our messages and re- replying to it. We get, where's Jello at? There you are. How many views did we get on the last one, bro? Like the r- last big one? 15,000. <laughs> 15,000, bro. <laughs> Praise God. So we're ministering to all forms of um, of media. Praise God. Amen. Anyway, shall we go out with a song? or benediction, whatever comes first. Amen.